You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of A Private War. Gentlemen, Foreign Correspondent of the Year, Marie Colton. Where did you get that eye patch? At Treasure Island. I need a photographer. Any good? The best. Can't stop thinking about it. Unless you go crazy, it's not something you get used to. War is not so terrible for governments, for they are not wounded or killed like ordinary people. Our mission is to speak the truth to power. You're prepared to sink your country in the civil war. What happened? They've opened fire on journalists. If the government catches you, they'll kill you. I have nightmares every night. You've seen more war than most soldiers. You have to take it seriously. I hate being in a war zone. I also feel compelled to see it for myself. Because you're addicted to it. If you use the sat phone, those drones will know where we are. We don't have time! No one in their right mind would do what you do. She needs to get the hell out of there. We have to go back. We will die if we go back. I want people to know your story. You have a God-given talent for making people stop and care. Just being alive. I see it, so you don't have to. If you lose your conviction, what hope do the rest of us have? Maybe I would have liked a more normal life. Maybe I just don't know how. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for A Private War, and the story is as follows. Celebrated war correspondent Marie Colvin is a woman who is as comfortable downing martinis with high society's elite as she is brazenly staring down warlords and fleeing from gunfire. Driven by an enduring desire to bear witness and give voice to the voiceless, Colvin charges into danger, constantly testing the limits between bravery and bravado. The film is starring Rosamund Pike, Jamie Dornan, Tom Hollander, and Stanley Tucci. It is written, it is directed by Matthew Heinemann and written by Arash Amel. Here to join me for this Patreon podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hi, everyone. Ryan, he showers. I am your house Rosamund Pike expert. And Josh Parham. Hello, hello. Okay, everyone. So we are looking back on a private war for this month's throwback review to help us get ready for Rosamund Pike's newly Golden Globe nominated performance in I Care A Lot. She was previously nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie here, which was the directorial debut of Matthew Hyman for features. He previously was a documentary filmmaker, still is, and he uh, previously had done, uh, I believe it was, was it City of Ghosts? If I remember correctly, it was a ghost of uh, something. It was City of Ghosts. City of Ghosts. Yeah, that, that's was the name, name of it. And he is a filmmaker that had dabbled in these types of stories before. So bringing Marie Colvin's story to the screen is something that um, 
I, I think it's like one of those kind of unsung hero stories where it's like the average person may not know who Marie Colvin is. And that's kind of like a plot point of a private war is this question of is all is all that I'm doing worth it as a journalist? Will people care? Will people hear about the sacrifice that I am making and not only me, but also the blood that is being spilled all over the world? Are people going to become aware of what is happening? And I think it's a very, very, very interesting movie in a lot of different ways. And of course, it's bolstered by this incredible performance from Rosamund Pike. I'm very, very excited to talk about this one and revisit it with all of you. So passing it over first to the Rosamund Pike expert of the group. Ryan, what do you think of A Private War? Okay, so I want to start out with a huge preface. I don't like I never consciously like I feel like sometimes people think of me whenever um, we talk about Rosamund Pike and think Ryan has a huge like blind spot for her. And I have to say, I didn't come to it like in a sense of like, Oh, I'm a fan of Rosamund Pike. Um, You know, I kind of fell into being a fan of hers through gone girl, but I always thought that was just like a self-contained thing where I was just so obsessed with the entity of gone girl and what her performance was. Um, and whenever I went in to, to see A Private War, Matt, I know you had seen um, the film at the film festivals um, prior to its theatrical release in 2018. So I went in um, it, it mildly with, with mild expectations, and she absolutely blew me away with this performance. Like, if it weren't for Nicole Kidman in Destroyer, which is a performance that measures up like as the best of the decade for me last year, uh, Rosamund Pike would have been my win um, in 2018 for Best Actress for her performance in this film. It's absolutely breathtaking. And I think this is the film that actually made me become more of a fan of hers as a artist separated from Gone Girl because it just she does something completely different in here than she did in her Oscar-nominated work. Um, and I'm so glad that the Golden Globes um, recognized her in 2018 because this performance is it's so different than what she does as, as Amy Dunn. Um, it's raw or it's, it's, it's like, there are so many individual scenes that are just absolutely heartbreaking where she commits 110%. Um, like the, my, my personal favorite scene is towards the end of the film where she, uh, um, like she's at a restaurant and she just brings so much physicality to the role. Um, she does so much to make this movie a better film than it would be without her. Now, with that being said, you know, back whenever I first saw A Private War, I wasn't so sold on the movie itself. I thought it was just an okay movie. Um, but the, uh, rewatching it um, this uh, uh, this past week, what I, I I was on the lookout for something bigger and better because this did get a Directors Guild nomination for a debut feature back in back in the day. So I feel like maybe I missed something, or maybe I wasn't attuned to what the director was doing. But after rewatching it, I do think there is some credibility to the overall film as a, as a portrait of this woman, as a uh, as an encapsulation of journalism, uh, as you know, just a technical film. I think there's a lot of great camera work and sound work in it. Um, I think there's more to it than just her performance. So the retro uh, having this time to reflect on the film has definitely a, it's definitely made it better for me. All right, very very cool tossing it over next to nicole ackman so it's kind of funny because in actuality i'm probably the bigger like rosamund pike fan than ryan is i've been a fan of her since 2006 when i first saw her in joe wright's pride and prejudice 
Um, and so I was really excited because I actually missed this one back in 2018 whenever it came out. Uh, and I was super excited to catch up with it. And I think it's a really fascinating film. I think it's a very impressive narrative debut from a director. Um, and I think that Rosman really proves herself here uh, with this film as as a, you know, very serious actress. Not that she hadn't in Gone Girl and other things as well, but I think that this is um, even more of a, a true testament to her abilities. But I also think it's a really fascinating film in terms of, you know, how it portrays PTSD, how it portrays war, the kind of things that it's commenting on. Uh, and I was actually very surprised by how much more I liked it than I expected to. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. Josh Parham. So this is a movie that I remember watching back in 2018 and Walking out of that film initially, my thought was sort of where you were, Ryan, which was basically like, it's a good performance at the center of this movie, but I think the rest of it is just sort of okay. And didn't really think about it that much afterwards, to be honest. So I haven't seen it since then and really wanted to revisit it for this discussion. And honestly, after watching it again, I don't know if I'm like that different, in my opinion, to be honest. I certainly think that Rosamund Pike obviously is giving a really great performance here. And I actually really like almost everybody in this cast. I think every scene that she has with another actor is also just as strong as when she's by herself. And maybe even more so with some of the interplay that she has with some of these other people. I am really impressed with that. I think that there's something at the core to how this story is told, though, that gets me feeling a bit distant, I find. And I think there's something just to the notion that this story that is about this war correspondent, I get that there's this very strong internalized struggle that she's going through. And I think that it is through her performance that that gets communicated very well. But I think that there's a lot of this story that feels kind of sprawling to the point where some of the threads get a little disconnected for me and I have a hard time kind of 
enveloping myself in this like totality of the story that they want to tell. And I think at the end of the day, I end up sort of appreciating what they're going for. But as a complete story, I'm not incredibly enthralled in it from moment to moment. So I I respect it. I think that there's good things in it. But I think as a movie as a whole, I'm not completely sold on it. My thoughts for this movie back when I saw it in 2018 were very much a lot like Josh's, where I thought that the performance by Rosamund Pike was so good. I mean, so good, in fact, that I actually thought it was better than her work in Gone Girl, if I'm being completely honest with you. I was really, really, really blown away by her in this movie. And I, too, thought that the movie also had, A, something missing in terms of, like, a bit of a spark. And I, it took me this second viewing to realize what that spark was. But I also agree with Josh in the sense that it does feel a little bit disjointed at times and in how it chooses to tell its story. It's hopping around a lot. There's visions. There's the stuff that's happening in uh, Ham Syria that uh, bookends the movie. And it kind of just is going all over the place. And it's a little tough uh, for us to kind of at times keep track, I think, of where the story is going and you know if you're heading into this like I was at the time where you didn't know who Marie Colvin was I I had no idea that this movie was going to end uh with her with her death um I so I didn't know where the story was going uh if I think maybe if you know who she was prior to watching this you know maybe you wouldn't be as lost while watching the movie as I was at times but the other thing that also I felt like didn't help was you know she has really really amazing interplay with some of these other actors and he's one to one scenes as previously mentioned before but it does feel like every single relationship that she has even with Jamie Dornan feels underdeveloped just a little bit maybe because there are too many uh interactions that she has with too many other characters and all of them are equally underdeveloped <laughs> so I, I I don't know if uh, anyone else agrees with me on that necessarily but I think that it is a truly, truly amazing performance from Pike with a movie around her that is just a little messy at times and not as fully realized as the work that she's putting into it. I think for me, the reason that the messiness kind of works is that it feels like it almost replicates her state of mind. I think the editing definitely tries to do that at times with some of the uh, quick cuts and the flashes that that she has to uh, some of the horrific things that she's seen. Sure. Because I think that the movie is sort of at its best whenever it is dealing with uh, sort of exploring this this question of how does someone who has seen what she has seen uh, continue to exist and, you know, go about her life? You know, there's that part where someone tells her, you know, essentially – you've seen more war than most soldiers. Um, and she's also, you know, she's had this pretty traumatic injury. She's, she's seen really traumatic things. And I think that for me, the messiness sort of works. Like I'm not denying it's messy, but it worked for me because um, I thought that it went along with these, you know, themes of PTSD and stuff like that really well, actually. Uh, and I, I do get what you mean about some of the relationships feeling undeveloped. I actually think, the relationship between her and um, Jamie Doran's character, Paul Conroy, is developed actually fairly well, um, perhaps as as well as you could get a relationship developed with 
a character like Marie, who is so, um, who I think is so guarded. Um, and I actually think Jamie Dornan gives a very good performance in this movie. Oh, this is by far up until Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, his best work. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very good in it, actually. Um, and obviously, we, we talk about the film, I feel like, as sort of the Brosman Pike show. And, and with like good reason but i do think that he's very easily the other solid standout of uh the ensemble well and two like i i kind of get what you're saying matt and josh however i even back like in 2018 whenever i saw this and wasn't as much of a fan of the film itself i never felt like the, those relationships were underdeveloped i felt like they were developed like just the right amount to kind of like tease out things in Marie and different parts of her like different stages of her life. And, um, you know, it's funny, the, the way that they go about um, characterizing each of these relationships is very different than a lot of like what a conventional Hollywood movie would do. Uh, a conventional Hollywood movie would, let's face it, they would find a way to make this a uh, love story or uh, a heart beating romance between Marie and Jamie Dornan's character. Um, and they don't really do that. They really focus on, her the journalist and this uh, you know this woman who has witnessed so much um trauma in her life and yet she is addicted to the trauma uh and that's what i think is really interesting and the the different the different relationships she has with um these men are i think bring out that um that addictive aspect of her personality Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of A Private War here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full-length review, you will have to head on over to our Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get this and other exclusive podcast content from nextbestpicture.com. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.